Tech, your music fan. We got uh, Chill Gus, and then we got Ants Feet so on the mic right here as well. And then last but not least, we got the one and only famous Kadeem. We just talking bullshit. Hey, we just shit the breeze. Hey, we just talking bullshit. Hey. Yo, once again, the Talking Bullshit Podcast is back another week. We got some great, great, great topics. I'm really happy to be here with my guys. Hold on, hold Yo. on, hold on. My fault, my fault. I, I understand, A Mike, you gotta drop your word. But this nigga is two weeks in a row is gonna play this bullshit. Yeah, yeah. What Yo, did you Louis, just say? Louis gonna come at him, man, because he keeps remixing the song, bro. Yo, I can't wait till we start doing video with the podcast because if y'all could see how sick and tired Kadeem is of me, like <laughs> No joke. I looked up. I was even. I was scratching my foot, so I was looking down. I looked up, and this nigga had the hatred of every Jamaican built into his eyes. Oh, <laughs> this nigga said, "You gonna beat your meat." This nigga Louis gonna send a cease and desist of using his song, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I what, I, what did I say? All I said was, "We talking bullshit." Yo, you can do all that singing and shit, bro. This is two weeks. I'm. I'm sorry, yo, Tech. I got, I'm. I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna stick. <laughs> listen listen man this is what we do we talk and we bullshit is always got to come with the bullshit with you know the intro of the podcast but it is what it is this is how we do so this is tech and music fan just want to welcome you guys back to another episode of the talking bullshit podcast what's up fellas say what up to the people oh this is gus you know who it is but that's it this is never doesn't sound awkward when he introduces himself. Ever. It's harder for him to talk this week though, because he got on a children's small wife beater. Niggas an extra it's an extra large, my man. You're a fucking lie. (laughs) You have never worn an extra large anything in your life. Just because it it looks fitted on me, that's lets you know I'm working out, you know what I mean? Getting that little muscle. You got it from you got it from cookies. Like you get your wife beaters from cookies, bro. Nah, he went to Bobby's. <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> your girl. <laughs> uh, all right, you know what it is. Israel said it, aka Mister What's Poppin'. Yo, yo, yo! It's your boy, famous. What's good? What's good? Hold up! You didn't even wait five seconds. Today I is listen, a new listen, day. Listen, listen, listen. Let me Today tell you. Today is a new day. Let me tell you what it is. I don't need to make y'all wait five seconds anymore. My fame is that good now, so y'all know what to expect. So it is what it is. So I'm popping out here. Be- nah, let me stop. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, own it, bro. That's your thing, man. Own it, bro. So yeah, like I said earlier, this is another episode of the Talking Bullshit Podcast, and um, we're trying something new. We want everybody to actually get to know us. So in the beginning of the episode, we're going to you know, bring up a question, and all of us are going to answer it. It might be an outlandish question. It might be something you know, real thought-provoking, <laughs> but we want people to know who we are. So the question that we have this week is, who is your weirdest celebrity crush? Who wants to go first? Gus. What? Yeah, why Gus, I gotta go first? Why yeah, gotta on, go first? Come on, Shifty G. Literally always first, bro. You can't stop it now. Come on, Shifty G. Okay, uh, I, 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 I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Just, just to throw, just to start it off. 
So my weird crush, for some reason, has always been Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't know what it is, but maybe it was from maybe it's from True Lies. Did y'all, did y'all see True Lies when we? Yeah, 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 but it was, it was we saw True Lies when we were like when we were like kids. You saw it as a <laughs> as a young adult. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I told you it was weird, man. I, I don't know what it is about Jamie Lee Curtis, man. It's just she did something the, about. But she did the leg thing. We you didn't do know, know what happened. You do know. You do know she was born with a penis as well, right? What the fuck are you yeah. talking about? No, 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 there's, there's definitely a, a thing that said she's a hermaphrodite. That that is yes. straight up. They, they that is a thing. <laughs> okay. So y'all definitely, y'all definitely made this a lot more uh, weird than I expected. A hermaphrodite <laughs> doesn't mean that you're born with both genitalia. So what does hermaphrodite? I, I, I thought that is exactly no, what a hermaphrodite. That's, is. that's what that's what you like. People broke it down to to make it simpler, but it's not that you don't have to have both genitalia to be a hermaphrodite. So then, okay. So to explain. It's just the presence of the genes. I like it's it's you know how yeah. your genealogy like you, like you you know how you, you know how your chromosomes are like determine your your gender. Yes, it's the so presence. You're saying that they're born with XX and XY. What yeah, that's what makes it hermaphrodite. It's not the it's not both trying to tell you. So, so you guys think that my choice? I know you do know that all people are born women first. Yes. So then that would make everybody a hermaphrodite, you fucking... Uh, you know what? <laughs> Don't get into I'm this sorry, wait, wait. I'm sorry, right? I Abby, cannot Abby. stand this nigga Israel and his bullshit logic that he tried to throw. <laughs> that's, right. not, that's not... Okay. That's not we get right? it. We get it. We get it. Everyone's born with an XX and then, you know, you're given the Y and that's where you become a boy. That's not what the terminology of hermaphrodite is, is fucking so trying to do. So then perpetuating... You're in perpetuating incorrect information. Okay. Tech. We Google get what you're that. Yo, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll look that up later on. Man. Damn, oh, put, it, put it in your phone. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You, you know what? You know what Israel is, right? He's the nigga that's going to make sure that if we ever blow up, we won't get kicked off for some say some sexist or some crazy bullshit. Because he, he makes sure it's the correct. If we get kicked off of anything is because I beat somebody up. <laughs> it's like. I'd rather or because it's, or because of something Gus said. Yeah, no, Gus is always comes on the Gus. Yeah, fired yeah. from my own self employment. It always comes on the Gus. We got HR calling us by Gus who worked. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. It's always comes on the Gus. Gus always says function. Gus, we crush. Well, shit. Um, I'm gonna give a little backstory. Um, my mom. Oh God, your mom? mom? No, 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 <laughs> yo, y'all so up. stupid. Nah, my mom is a big country music fan. So as a child, all she did was play country music all the time. Billy so, Ray No, no. So Reba? one of the no, the one of the first things that I seen as a child was Dolly Parton. And oh, I saw Jesus she, Christ! I saw some big ass titties on a white girl, and I'm like, <laughs> God damn! I'm like, God damn! And that was that was my celebrity crush as an eight year old, and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, that's pretty weird, bro. No, you know, I'm, I'm not even mad at you, right? Because there's people who like like Dolly Parton and uh, Pamela no. Anderson. Have, so you I, not, I have you not I seen them? Neither, either neither no, one of those women are attractive. But mind you, I'm eight and seen a, a, a woman with some big ass breasts. You, I'm like, you've whoa. Been a, you've been a sexist your whole life, my nigga. What? I don't know how that correlates with that, but okay. But yeah, so what, Israel's RuPaul now. What? Go on. Spoiled it. <laughs> 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 I 
These are hidden gems. I don't actually have a weird crush, so I don't know how to answer that. I think that weirdest thing would probably, like, because it's not weird. She's super attractive, and I feel like everybody's liked her. And it's, uh, it's, I think it's weird because I don't really, it's Kate Beckinsale. Who? She's not. Yeah, she's not. You mean, you mean from Underworld? The extra joke. Yeah, like yeah. She got like a, a man jaw. I guess. I guess it's weird. What? She got like a a, a male jawline. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like her I jawline. Guess it's, for me, it's weird because I only really like her because of Underworld. Really? Like, Why? I feel like I'm a. Tra- I don't know. Son, when she's like, "There's a war going on for centuries between vampires and lichens," I'm like, "Ugh!" <laughs> like immediately. Ugh. Yeah, you might as well be attracted to another British woman, man, because. Yeah, I said it was. I said it wasn't weird. It's just something about Kate Beckinsale around the world. Just that shit is whack. I, thought, I, I really, I, I really I, like. I really like her name, Kate Beckinsale. I don't know. I just like that name. It's a cool name. Yeah. I told you I don't have a weird celebrity crush. It's probably Terrence Howard. I'm surprised you you even <laughs> said Kate. <laughs> yeah. What? Dude, we didn't just zoom past that. You heard what he just said? Oh, yo, yo, you know so funny. <laughs> Last week you was talking about Terrence Howard in the shower. Now you talking about Terrence Howard as your crush? What's up, man? What you want me to say, man? You know, you know, so funny that he said Kate Beckinsale, but he doesn't like white women. So I'm just finding that kind of be weird. It's not that I don't like white women. Let's not put that out there. No, not it's, not like that. Meaning it's, that you, it's you not don't that find I don't them. like white. It's not even like I don't find them attractive. I find I I personally wouldn't date one. That's just it. Like I've I've slept with white women. <laughs> okay, I think all, all famous. I think many of us have. Famous. Which uh, uh, famous star tech. that you know? <laughs> tech, you never beat a white girl? So. <laughs> come on, bro. We got. Come on. Fam, 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 let famous girl. talk, man. Let famous talk. No, now, we got to talk no. about that later, though. We got to talk about that later, though. We right after this. We're going to get you some jungle fever, bro. <laughs> um, my thing got really weird, but I don't. Do you guys ever watch George Lopez, the George Lopez show? His wife? Yeah, Angie. Yeah, she's nice. Yeah. Yeah. She's nice. She Watching that show, that show came out like what 2005, 2005. Crush her guts. like 2002 or something like that. There's this episode where she like, where I guess she was she was trying to serenade George, like she she had on like lingerie and shit like that. I was like, holy fuck, who is this? Did you watch, did you watch it at uh, four o'clock in the morning? Every time, every fucking time, <laughs> right? Every you sleep, time. sleeping in all years. Oh my oh, god no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh George, let's go let's go, let's go. Let's go. but bro oh, fucking man. angie even to this day like even though she's older i'll be looking at her I'm like mm, i'll take one for the team you know i'm surprised none like my fact i might even gonna bring that up go ahead well, well you shout, bring out, that up. shout out to famous only picking the only you know woman of color you know Race all three of us we pick white women so I guess we the ones that got. I mean, you know, yeah, but well, that the only weird one actually was you and Gus. Hold on, shut your all live matter ass. But at least, at least, at least, mine's had the parts. The parts. I don't know about. I don't know about. Yeah, but you, you like, you were in love with like a ninety year old woman. What son? That's if all if if all your mom plays is country music and play that damn song. And well, I get it because like, okay, I say this, Reba when she came out with her show. I was like, who's this woman? She's actually pretty fine to me. Yeah, Reba McIntyre. Did this nigga say fine? You don't think yeah, Reba is kind of fine? She's, no, you was like, she's pretty fine. You put yeah, mad emphasis on that oin. She's fine, but She's just this old redhead country woman. And just, <laughs> I, something about her. But Tech, you never got your no snow bunny? Nah, never, bro. Really? I'll tell you what. Never. Not really that. It's not really that impressive. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like, well, you have to put it on the person. I don't put it on nobody's uh, ethnicity and why they pussy trash. But like, the season defense is coming soon. No, nah, it just, it just, <laughs> you know, I said I won't put it on anybody's ethnicity and why they pussy trash. But like, it was like, eh. Where your nipples at? Why your areola is the same color? Okay, <laughs> yo, 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 let's let's we 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 gonna move away from that because that is gonna get us in trouble. Oh, so, the first topic that we're gonna talk about, you know, it's a very very heavy topic. You know, in the black community, we've had some really really devastating losses recently, and um, the first one that we're gonna talk about is, of course, you know, Chadwick Boseman, um. Chadwick uh, was diagnosed with colon cancer in 2016, uh, stage three colon cancer. And um, he put out some amazing movies and he was really, really working hard. And, you know, all the Marvel movies came out and, you know, 21 Bridges. And the thing about him is that I guess he didn't want anybody to feel sorry for him because he did not disclose that at all. Nobody knew that he was even sick. And just to think about all the surgeries and chemo and stuff that he must have been going through throughout that whole time and was still able to give us these memorable, you know, movie roles and just be a great example of what, you know, a black man should be. And um, it's, it's just truly, truly sad, man. Um, men need, need to take care of their health, man. They need to make sure that they're, you know, getting themselves checked out because um, it, it's devastating. Colon cancer is a really big problem for, you know, African-American men. So it's something that we really got to, you know, take serious. And um, it's this one was this one really hurt, man, because, you know, T'Challa, you know, seeing him be a black superhero was like amazing for us. Like it gave us hope. Like, oh my God, they can finally see us as equals. And now, now he's not here. So, what do you guys think about you know the loss of Chadwick? Well, um, as a comic book fan and as a person that goes to Comic Con every year, about like six or seven years, when I used to go to Comic Con, I always see a lot of Asian characters cosplay or white cosplay. Um, characters from different animes or movies and you never really see any black characters until like three years ago and I started people started seeing people started dressing up in African clothing dressing up as a black panther and that shit really impacted me as a black man because I love anime and I always and I love um cosplays um costumes and it was always striking me that we don't have no one that actually cosplay us and when I saw people wearing black panther white Asian Hispanics wearing black panther that really touched me because that's a that's a defining role that a black man has played. And what really, really struck with me, because uh, when I first saw Black Panther in a movie, I went to the movie theater in the city when it first um, uh, premiered, and I saw people young and old dressed up in dashikis, masks. That shit had me almost crying because that shit was beautiful, because I've never seen anything like that when it's represented like African-Americans. And the shit really touched me. Then when I found out what Friday night when Tex Tex is all saying that Chadwick passed away, I thought that was a joke. And that shit really uh, struck me because you never heard anything negative about this guy in the press. And when you look back at his um, his whole like his career, one of the things that really stood out was when he was at the MTV Music Awards and he actually won, a, um, I think, best uh, comic book uh, hero. And he actually gave his award to the guy that actually um, the some, some gentleman that actually protected people in the Waffle House of of a, someone was trying to kill someone in a Waffle House, and he actually gave his award to him, to that guy and said that he was a real hero. And that really touched me because he thought only of other people, and he used to visit other people, you know, uh, sick kids and, you know, and, um, for, with cancer and stuff, and he never said anything about it. 
And for him to go through that, those years without saying anything and still kept a smile on his face, that man is a true, true, true hero right there. Because how can you literally, I'm sure all of us know how it is when you see a lot of celebrities doing a lot of press runs that they literally be away from their family for like weeks, maybe months. And this guy was, this guy was literally suffering with cancer and away from his family just to, you know, and still put a smile on his face. And that right there is a true hero right there. And I, I honestly pray for pray for his family and everything. I hope everyone's get through this. But I, I know me personally, this is going to hit. I don't know when I'm going to stop like feeling this way. But I hope to God that um, that they just postpone Black Panther for a while, like maybe like next three or four years, because I don't know how I'll feel to see another character, another person play him at, in his role. Agreed. Yeah, I, I think um we can all <clears throat> we can all follow that sentiment. Um for me, I think the reason why so many of us, I mean, obviously we're we're four black men. I always find it weird to how um you know Caribbeans identify like do we say African American or we just say island? I mean I identify I identify as African American. I know most people but just identify like Asian like descent. Yeah, some shit like that. Same thing, could you go African American and Jamaican descent? I mean, say that again, whatever. Like, how do West Indians identify? Like, do you call yourself African? Like, it goes family to family because, <clears throat> like Jamaica, for example, they they were occupied by the English, so, so you know sometimes they wouldn't necessarily call themselves African Americans because some of them would adhere to uh, being English. So it, it it goes from person to person. I mean, I call myself African American just. Just off the fact, the strength of being a black man, but yeah, it, it goes person to person. So the reason why I bring that up, I mean, Tech is Tech is black. He a little light skinned so he might have some Puerto Rican in there. Um, <laughs> and me, I'm basic black. I'm, my father's from Harlem, and my mother's from North Carolina. I say all that because the fact of the matter is, when you are African American, when you're African and you're in New York and you're in the America. As an African, you generally don't have the opportunity to know the history of your culture, right? It was robbed of us through through the slave trade, and none of us have those ties back to the homeland like that. And the movie Black Panther was so powerful because it just gave us something that we attached to. Even though we recognize Wakanda as being a fictional place, we're all not stupid enough to think that we have a history that isn't there. But... When I walked out that theater, I, I felt more African than I've ever felt in my life. Like, I felt like that, like, oh, shit, these are my people. And that there is something that we can, like. That, bad, was, yeah. that was tech. That there is something that, um, you know, it, it goes beyond measure of what that means and what that the, the opportunity that it has for the hearts of so many of us now and so many of our like our children growing up there's something there for us and you know i I just i hope that we can live up to some of the 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 dreams that he had because he was still constantly not just doing the movies but fighting the good fight in terms of equality and just um representation for african-americans and for africans like wakanda was that's a beautiful place to go yo that's fuck that's what africa could be if we did what we had to and we were able to invest, if we were able to invest money back into our home country. <clears throat> but yeah. R.I.P. Chadwick. Famous, what's up, man? Yeah, so 
when when that news dropped, um, and I'm, I'm I'm not trying to like uh, continue to bring up the past, but it hit me as hard as when Kobe Bryant passed in January, right? Because like it came out of nowhere, no one no one really knew, you know, like wh- where this came from. So with Chad, like with Chadwick, and uh, I, it's hard for me to kind of say, but like the movies that he's he's brought out that he came in March. I think it's Marshall, or is it called Thurgood Marshall? I think it's called Marshall. Um, Get on up, James Brown. Brown. Forty two for you know Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Like when those movies dropped, right? I felt like you know he was still on the up and coming. But I remember that's how I first heard of him. Like yeah, I've seen him in his little you know his his one offs that he did in different movies. But that's when you really start to see like yo, this is a household name. Like this guy is like he's he's it. He's that guy. Like to me, he was the next like Denzel Washington. Like he's gonna be. You get older, you know, this is the movie. You just go see it off the strength that, oh, it's Denzel Washington, Will Smith. It doesn't even matter if the movie's stupid. You're going to see that strength. And when uh, Black Panther came out, I remember after seeing Black Panther, I was just like, okay, it, it was a good movie. It wasn't bad. It was a movie for the culture, but it wasn't like, I remember in my head, I was like, this is not Avengers, right? It was like, okay, movie. But I remember as, as I seen the movie more and more, I was just like, wow, like, the way... The, the trials and tribulations that he went through in that movie to become king again, it made me feel like, okay, this is what black people go through. This is this like this is what we he he acted that role so well that it made you really feel like, yo, this this guy is you know he's me. Like this is where I wanted. This is where I want to be for life. You know who's the best superhero? You got Batman, Superman, Iron Man, blah blah blah. Like and then Black Panther was never a and people could argue me all you want. He was never a mainstream uh superhero, right? He was a part of the Avengers, he had his own show, but what Chadwick did and what that did for the culture is that they created a hero that we felt that we went behind and we followed full full through and through. And one thing I I respected with Chadwick is that if he, and I'm not saying I'm not saying this in a bad way, but he milked it, right? Like he made he walked around, he did the Wakanda forever, he made the fans get hype to say, like, yo, be proud. Like this is this is our movie, this is our hero. That to the point that there's young kids who, oh my god, Black Panther, I want to see Black Panther, and they're excited to see Black Panther. Personally, um, it's gonna be fucked up. I don't really care about what, what white people think about Chadwick. I don't give a fuck. Fuck them. You guys have what y'all have, right? But for us, like I feel like just like how Kobe Bryant, even though he, you know, he was someone that idolized, that I idolized, like Chadwick to me is someone I think we lost that he was just influential, instrumental to the culture, right? Like 42 for Jackie Robson, there's a lot of people who don't know that story. Yeah, movies are, uh, you know, they have some type of fake stuff in it, but you get the, you got the picture and he acted it so beautifully. Same thing with Marshall, same thing with uh, Get On Up. Like there's, there's things that he was able to bring to you know all of us and i think that's one of the things where and why his death was so shocking and then to put on top of that like just like you guys said to know that he was going through colon cancer like i i know people who have passed away from cancer and i can see how that can physically change you the chemo alone that that can you go bald you get very sickly right and the way that even on his deathbed no one knew that he was going to pass away Right, like it was just TMZ just dropped the news. Oh, he's dead. Like, and I felt that that was kind of you know short lived, but like uh, not not short lived, like kind of effed up how they dropped the news and then kind of like you know how TMZ does, man. They they have no kind of sympathy. It's just another story to them. Like, but yeah, yeah, and and to me, I think like I think going forward, we really need to support 
And like, I hope he's not someone that will become, that will, you know, be forgotten. Cause you know, this year, man, has been horrible. Like not even to kind of change the subject. I just saw earlier today, they said the rock had uh, COVID-19 and I'm like, yeah, what the fuck is going and on? And his whole like, family. His whole family. family. That's a risk. Like there's just everything that's happening. And, you know, Chadwick, like, as I said, like rest in peace. I could tell you that for me personally, that shit hit home for me. Like when you pass away, that I was excited to see. I don't need, I, like whatever movie you drop, Twenty One Bridges. I don't care if the movie is bad. I was gonna see it because you were in it. Every time I see him, he was on Breakfast Club. The man never talked about what he was doing. He was always saying that how we can work together to become better people. How to work, you know, you know, for shit too. Um, for a lot of people that don't know, fucking Forty Two and Get On Up are amazing biopics. Yeah. Like, Get on up if yeah, like we're not old enough. Three of us aren't old enough to have really lived through an era where we listening to James Brown. But like to get to know, like we know James Brown music. We know, Man, how- I didn't, yo, yo, slide that little shot in there, bro. Yeah. I'm not that much older than you, man. <laughs> what I'm not that much older than you. Yeah, man. yeah. Finish your point. Finish your point, man. No, but like, <laughs> like just just as a means of like learning a little bit more about the history of even our music. Like that was important. When you hear him speak as James Brown, like the voice that he put on, the way that he walked, the way that he moved, that shit was popping. Same thing with the Jackie Robinson flick. And that one to me wasn't as good as Get On Up. But like to to see that struggle, like he had a, some pivotal scenes there that just like, yo, having somebody call you nigger over and over and over again, even as an actor, even though you know it's a scene, that's gotta take a toll on you. And he went through that. And one big shout out. I know it's weird to give this as a shout out, but we can only hope that we ever have a clique or a team like his. Because for four years, not a single said person a word. let slip that he had that. And you know there were people personally that knew that this information could have went crazy with. They could have got money off that because they get paid for the gossip shit. Nobody in his crew let that shit slip until he passed. And then, you know, that's that's a powerful thing. That's, that's loyalty that you could that we can only hope for and that we aspire to have with our people. Yeah, Twenty One Bridges was actually a good movie as well. I thought that was really good. So if y'all ain't heavy, yo, son. Anyway, so just like rest in peace to Chadwick, bro. Like that, that is a that that's a blow. Like I, I'm sorry, guys. Like, nah, you good? I'll just smash you later. Yeah, 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 man. It's just Chadwick was one of those guys that we could look to as you know a pillar in our community, like. You know, it was said earlier, you know, he seemed like he was in the line to be the next Denzel. And for him to be gone, man, you know, I, I'm, I'm just thankful that we had the moments that we did. And he was able to put up the shows and the movies and stuff like that. That's going to live on forever. And, you know, rest in peace to Chadwick. Rest, you know, prayers to his family. And I hope they all make it through because, you know, we're feeling it, too. But they must yeah. be even more devastated. Yeah. And then one other thing, like, I'm glad that he was able to get the love from the black community for being Black Panther. Like, he deserved yeah. that. Like, Absolutely. everything, the way that we flocked to him, everything, the fact that that movie made, I think it was like $2 billion in the box office, I'm glad he was able to take that accolade. Like, he deserved We showed out for him, yeah. Yeah. Last so thing, we, we, hold on, last thing. Uh, if y'all can't, if y'all out here saying Wakanda forever, but y'all can't say Black Lives Matter, y'all need to rethink what y'all find important in this world. That goes for any Very listener true. that want to be out here supporting fully. We appreciate the support. Every every black person appreciates the support. But if you out here saying Wakanda forever, but you can't say Black Lives Matter, you can eat a dick. 
I, I agree with that statement. Um, so unfortunately, you know, a lot of times they tend to say that, you know, death comes in threes and we lost two other, you know, pivotal, you know, pivotal men in the black community. Uh, former NBA player Clifford Robertson. Um, he played for, I believe it was 16 years. Um, mainly his career when he really was doing his thing is with the Portland Trailblazers. Um, he passed away. Um, I don't really have the information on what he actually passed away from, but I don't even know if that really matters. He was, uh, I believe, 53 years old, so he's, he's relatively young man as well. So, you know, prayers to him, you know, and him and his family. And uh, John Thompson, um, one of the most legendary coaches in college history, uh, he passed away. Uh, you know, he was the coach of Georgetown. So, you know, Allen Iverson, Patrick Ewan, Dikembe Mutombo, Alonzo Mourning, all of these great players, they they saw this man as more than a, just a coach. He was a father figure to them. And um, he was 78 years old. Uh, he passed away as well. So it's, it's just been really, really tough, man. It's just, you know, prayers up to all the people that we lost, prayers to their families. Um, yeah, what do you guys think about the other two gentlemen that passed on? I mean, uh, I just wished – I don't know what to say, man. I've just been losing people. And it's been a t- – 2020 has been a year of a lot of, a lot of sorrow – and all I can say right now is that I just pray for their family and hope they can go to get through this. What you think, guys? Yeah, I mean, those other two people. What uh, George Thompson? I think he might have passed from just old age. Um, what was uh, the gentleman's name that was on the Blazers? Cliff Robinson. Was he old age as well? No, they they said that he had some issues with uh, cancer and stuff too, but th- they haven't really spoke about exactly what it was, or at least I haven't I haven't seen yet. I mean, I think the the lesson that we learned out of all of this is just, you know, make sure you hug your people, make sure you give your people the flowers while they're here, and just understand that time is short. Uh, if twenty twenty has told us anything, is that nobody is well, we all know, but nobody is safe. Like death comes to any any and everybody. So just make sure you spend your time wisely. You do what you got to do wisely. You do what you do with love and with care, with other people in, uh, in mind, with yourself in mind, and, you know, live life. Yeah, I mean, the way it comes down after that is just rest in peace. You know, I hope that, you know, they don't uh, don't get forgotten with everything that happened with 2020. You know, fuck 2020, but rest in peace. Prayers goes to everybody's family. Like, just because we're not talking more in depth about these two, you know, their death hit just as hard as anyone else. Uh, so rest in peace, and hopefully we'll get, you know, get through this. Cool. So once again, there's no need to do a year or nine on this kind of topic. You know, it's just more sadness, but, you know, death is a part of life. So we don't want to remember just, you know, the, the fact that these people passed on. We just want to celebrate their lives and make sure that their memory doesn't fade. So rest in peace to all these gentlemen. So the next topic that we're going to talk about um, has to deal with death as well. Um, last week we spoke about the Kenosha shooter who, you know, shot people, shot and killed people in protest for what happened to a gentleman getting shot in his back seven times. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse actually got support from Donald Trump. So Donald Trump had an interview and when asked about, you know, vigilantes going out with their guns to, do the jobs of what cops or the national guard should be doing. He seemed to actually have sympathy for the shooter. Like he more or less was focused on what happened to the shooter versus the people that actually passed away. And it caused a huge uproar. What do 
What did you guys think about that? Uh, yeah, so I'm sorry. I usually go on a different order. Here's my problem with this, right? When you watch and you listen to all the different um, the different angles to the story and everything that kind of that kind of happens, uh, there was even a video that kind of broke it down. Uh, with Kyle Rittenhouse, it's damn. He's a he's a fucking brat, right? Like he, I don't care how you try to justify it. I don't know who the seventeen year old kid thinks he is that he's gonna fucking go into a fucking protest with an AR fifteen. I don't give a fuck what your reason it is. Like the problem I have with white people is just the balls that you could you feel that you could just go in anywhere and I'm know gonna it. go I'm gonna go protect this stuff. Who the I'm fuck, fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? Exactly. That's that's my problem with Kyle Reynolds. Granted, right? There are videos and there there's a video I forgot what his name that put it out that you know. He's gonna get away with this. Like they, they it just—it's it, gonna come down to it. He's gonna get away with it. One of the person I think they said they, that killed—they think they said he's like a pedophile or some shit. Like they, it's over. Like he's going to get away with this, right? Or it, the most they probably charge him as a fucking a minor, and then he a minor with a with an illegal gun with an illegal gun. So he's probably gonna do fucking community service and probation. That's pretty much where this is gonna come down to. My problem, like, okay, he was being chased. And there is the act of self-defense, which I know their defense is going to use. And yes, by the legal laws of self-defense, he is right. He is not the aggressor. There are multiple times when he is running away. I agree with that. The problem is, and the problem I'm having with this shit is, you don't just pull up in a group into a group of niggas with, you, you know, like if I, if I see 20 niggas walking down the block and I'm like, okay, these niggas about to get crazy, right? I, you know, if I'm like, all right, I'm not really trying to get fucked up, you'll probably walk the other way. But when you know, like, yo, these niggas can't fuck with me, I'm going to have an AR-15 on my back. In my mind, you, I think in your head, you're looking at it like, I wish one of you niggas will pop off. I'm going to shoot you. That's how I'm looking at it, that this 17-year-old kid did this. And that's the problem with white people, and not all white people, but just like this racist level of white people. That's the problem now, that... Uh, in a group of black protesters and the way the world has been going since fucking May, right? And the whole world is that black people are, are, are demons and they're, they're, they're going to destroy everything. So you, but you got the balls to say, well, I'll go into a group of a hundred or 200 of these niggas and I'm going to walk up with an AR-15. In my mind, you, you, you had intent. Like you knew what you was doing. You were just waiting for the reason. Granted, if you watch the videos, yes, he was being, you know, he was running away. He was not the aggressor in the situations. I do agree. But the fact still remains, why are you even there? What do you mean you're protecting this? Protecting what? Who the fuck are you? Like, if you don't take, put the gun down. I guarantee you would not feel that protected if you didn't have the gun. So in my mind is like, th- th- that's my issue with that, with this, this whole fucking kid. Like, I, 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 I cannot feel like, I can't say, like, oh, well, like, Donald Trump supporting him. Sorry, like, to even try my, to change my thought. Everyone needs to understand that Donald Trump is saying what he needs to say to get votes, right? He knows for a fact that he needs to say this because the racist white people are going to vote for him. We don't know if Trump is really, I mean, okay, I, I believe he's racist, but we don't know if he's really a racist or a bigot. It's whoever who really sets up his team who came up with the Make America Great mantra and all this bullshit. They are literally there telling them, you have to say this. Because we need the dumbasses in mid in the Midwest who's going to fucking sit there and say that you're going to change the world for them and make America great again. We need to get their vote. The moment you say Black Lives Matter or anything, you're going to lose those votes. 
So he has to say this stupid shit. And my problem is that he's creating a a vacuum of just racism that's just going to never die down. It's never going to go away. And that is the problem, that this 17-year-old kid who... I probably would say he probably has some type of racist tendencies. I'm pretty sure he does. He probably learned from somewhere. Because, like, why are you going into a protest with a gun? Like, to me, the way I look at it is like, oh, they're protesting? All right. Well, as long as it's not my property, have at it. Go ahead and protest. But if you, if, I think they say he lived in Illinois, which is like 30 minutes away or something like that. So I'm, I'm like, bro, that's 30 minutes away. And 30 minutes away, <laughs> they try to say like, oh, it's just the next town over. Okay. In Brooklyn, 30 minutes away is downtown Brooklyn. That's like 10 miles, right? Give or take, from, depending on where you where you live. 30 minutes away in another fucking state that's all fucking highway, that's 40, 40 30, 40, 50 miles, if you, depending on the type of speed you're driving. So let's cut this bullshit about, oh, it's only 30 minutes away, it's just the next town over. You're still traveling. That's still in 10. That means you're sitting in the car waiting to get to this point. You're not driving through the streets of Brooklyn and you're going from downtown to, to, to fucking Crown Heights. Like, you're still driving a fair distance. He shouldn't have been there. Keep your ass in Illinois. Like that that's my shit with that fucking problem, man. Like, fuck that little kid. Like, all he's gonna get off. You know he's gonna get off. Fuck Donald Trump, because he's saying what he has to say to get votes. And fuck all these stupid people in the world that believes that this kid was fully justified to walk around with an AR-15. He's a 17-year-old kid. He should not even have that gun. But but let a black motherfucker walk up in an AR-15 and that same situation happen and let him kill two white people. He would have had so many fucking shots put into him before he can even move. But then if you said to a white person, well, why does he have a gun? Why does a 17-year-old kid have a gun? How can we justify this? Like, we can't... It's never apples to apples. It's always, oh, well, the black people's the, the enemy, or we're the monster. Like, that's mine. Fuck that kid, man. I don't really got... That's all I really got to say on that. Here's, here's the thing that really pisses me off about all the people talking about that they're protecting property. Every business that you go into has insurance. So if anything gets burnt down or anything like that, these people are going to get paid. They're going to be able to rebuild whatever. People are protesting. They're upset. And they realize that the only way that you're going to get people to pay attention is when you fuck shit up. They are protesting people dying. These people cannot come back. But people care so much about fucking property. And that's the thing that frustrates me so much. And like Famous was saying, like who this 17-year-old kid, what in your right mind thinks that it's that makes you think that it's okay to just, oh, I'm just going to go out here with a gun. And he claimed he was out there for medical services to help people if they get hurt. And he's the one that end up, ended up killing people. Is what you think, man? Um, It's difficult. It's difficult to hear um, somebody who's in the position that Donald Trump is in. Uh, just he picks these weird sides that are always so divisive like even when you think about the way that he said there's nice people on both sides when it comes to the the those kkk rallies and everything like that like and it's it's on purpose and it's difficult to hear when people like he's not racist but he doesn't say these same things about other people he never says anything you don't see him say these nice things about he didn't even say anything nice about representative john lewis but he got something nice to say about a 17-year-old boy who he does not know, who has done nothing so far other than kill two people and injure and severely injure one. But he wishes him well. That's that's just weird. It's and, weird and, that and anybody- I, and I have to cut you off. Let's talk about the fact that he went to Kenosha not to see 
Jacob Blake or his family or the family of the people that got killed. He went there to go look at property that was damaged. Like, what the fuck? Ahead, he's, he's just he's weird. And it's 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 a weirdness that is painful to residents of this country. And people refuse to acknowledge that. You don't have to be Democrat or Republican. Like, all that don't matter. The well-being of our people for the same country that we live in, like, fuck all these divisive lines in these states. Like, it's the United States. It's one fucking country. Like, it, we shouldn't be all over the place when it comes to just basic human rights. Like, that's really the, the bottom line, is we shouldn't be so fucking pulled in so many different places when it comes to basic human rights. That nigga's a weirdo. And then with the with the young cat, I mean, the whole time the whole time Famous was talking, I, I was just nodding my head in just agreeing because it doesn't make any sense. Everyone has the right to defend themselves and feel safe and, and everything. But as a parent, me, I have a kid. I wouldn't let my 17-year-old go out there. Yeah, you 18 and you can start making your decisions, sure. I still wouldn't want you to do it, though. And what are you protecting? And I mean, granted, I do agree that that the businesses have insurance. I still also don't agree with the fact that people should be burning down businesses that have nothing to do with what's actually happening. Because you don't know who's supporting what. Like I, some dude got knocked out trying to defend his business. That's not right. We have no we have no right to do that to that man. He 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 earned that business. Let him do his thing. So it's it's tough. Um, but I think Donald Trump makes it tougher. I think Donald Trump's talk, Donald Trump and his supporters, every time they speak, they make it so that people like this Calvin gets pulled into the direction of not understanding really what it means to defend people and not defend property. Do you, do you ride that hard when it comes to defending your brother? As hard as you, you're going to go out there with AR-15 for a building, but will you do that same thing for people? Motherfuckers do that shit for dogs. Let you kick a dog in the street and see how fast you be in jail. Be on your ass, bro. You be in jail before your foot come down from the kick. Yeah. But um, the moment a black nigga is getting pulled out on the floor or pushed down on the floor by a cop, everybody want to roll. Everybody want to pull out their fucking phones, fucking record it, and then start to think about, oh, well, I think he did this. I think he did that. Or what the hell did he do? Like, exactly. We, we, we go mad hard. We, we go hard for the wrong things. Um, well, this whole Kyle Retton, Rettenhouse, he's going to get away with it off the fact that he has a supporter in the White House, and he also has the support of the sheriff. Did you not hear what the sheriff of the county said, how he was defending this guy? He basically said, well, everyone was out past 9, 9 p.m., the curfew, so he was trying to make every excuse in the book and not even try to say anything negative about the, the um this guy, Kyle Retten, Rettenhouse, about his actions. I don't give a fuck what anyone says just because... You're you're so called trying to protect a town. Fuck that, man. Stay your ass home. You're 17 years old. You have no business bringing a gun to a, a, a riot, knowing damn well what's going to happen. And honestly, he's going to get away with it because the, the amount of support that he's getting right now from people in politics and and, and um, the police department. I wish a black person would get this much um, support and excuse because I feel like they find every excuse to to justify someone dying. Then rather just see with their own eyes and see what they see what they see in their own eyes and see what caused it. They always try to find every excuse. So, I mean, I, I really don't have no hope for this case. Like Kadeem touched on earlier, he probably get community service or something, or he might get like probation for like maybe a year. 
And that's it. So the answer is what he's it not, is. He's not going to get convicted due to the fact of look at what he's charged with. They charged him with first degree murder. First degree murder is premeditated murder. How the hell are they going to fucking prove that Kyle came from another state and knew that he was going to go out there and it, kill two people? It might not be that hard because no. remember he, because what is, what because mean? hold on hold on just one second. It might not be that hard to prove because he he one he's carrying the weapon illegally, so he's actually going out there with an illegal firearm. And he, I'm talking about just for his age of carrying. He's not legally allowed to carry. But he also, prove intent to murder, bro. If you're bringing a weapon to a hostile environment, what do you think that's for? No, no. See, so, so, okay. Here's the thing, right? I, I get where you're coming from with that is. But this is going to be the same fucking thing with Trayvon Martin. Exactly. You cannot... That's not premeditated. That's not what they mean. When you got to do premeditated, you got to have fucking books written down with an X on a nigga picture face and put up stats, uh, put up posts on Facebook saying, I'm going to kill the next three black people. That's how you get premeditated murder. If you want to, if they wanted to convict his fucking ass, you give him manslaughter. Manslaughter has a mandatory 25, I think it's mandatory 25 years. You give him manslaughter. Your actions led to the death of two people. But here's the thing. If you watch all the videos, and people are not going to agree with me, and if you watch the video that that guy went in, I agree with him a whole 100%. At no point was he the aggressor. He was being attacked. He was running away. He was being chased. uh, Self-defense is a very tricky situation. But in his case, everything is working for him. It's not what we feel. It's not how what we see. It's what they can prove in court, and they can prove wholeheartedly. And these niggas are going to always. I know. The, I know what the, the lawyers are going to do. They're gonna. They're gonna reel in on that shit about that nigga being a pedophile. So that's gonna already gonna stir the the, the yeah, discredit that him discredit that victim. Oh yeah, he was a pedophile. So he was he, a pedophile. He was supposed to die. He was supposed to die. What? There so a, somebody the other, a pedophile is supposed to die? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's, 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 that's what, what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do. And all you got to do is... And you just got to get people to say yes. I don't know yes. that. I don't, I don't disagree with that notion. No, well, of course. Like, okay, you're a pedophile. Yeah, but it's yeah. not up to a 17-year-old to be it's out not, there it, killing people. It's, it's not up to any yeah. single individual person. Fact, for sure. And then, so him... I don't give a fuck about his life, right? For sure. I don't care if you support us. You, you're a pedophile. I'm a, I'm a parent, so a, a little girl. But there's that. There's also that. There was one kid who uh, they said he pulled out a gun and he got shot in his arm and he didn't shoot him or something and ran away. That or that guy. They, they, they have all the proof on their hand that shows that he was defending himself. They have no video proof that he was just letting off into the crowd. He was only shooting at people that was attacking him. Kyle Rainhouse. You, bro, you you pulled a fucking hat trick. You killed two people, and you're gonna probably walk away with it. It is what it is, right? And we could feel all how however bad we want. The problem with black with, with uh, black people, white people, all what we're doing in these protests is that no matter what, the media is gonna try to generalize us that these protests are are victimless, and I'm not not victimless, I'm shameless, and we're destroying property. Where that's that's not really the case. Yes, New York, they were wilding in New York. I do get that they were wild in LA, but people have not stopped protesting, and pro- and it's been very calm, very peaceful. So what we need to do, when we have these fucking protests, you continue the status quo. Don't be don't be aggressive, don't be wild. Speak up, use your voice. Don't use your hands and words because no matter what, 
You got our president, who's a fucking idiot, who's always going to say that we're the bad people. You have our, um, you have all the cops that's always going to say that we're wrong as well. So no matter how you look at it, we just pretty much have to continue on. Fuck this little kid. Like, fuck him. He's a piece of shit. And let's, you know, go to, go from there. Yeah. I'm done. It's, it's just, just crazy, man. Like when we first heard about this whole thing, we was we were so upset. And now when you look at it from the perspective of, you know, he's probably going to get off. It's just disheartening because Jacob Blake, remember, he got shot seven times in his back for trying to get in his car while this kid killed two people. And he's most likely not going to go to jail for it and didn't get shot at all. So that's just, you know, the world that we live in. So, yeah, you know. No need to do a year or now on this because, you know, we it's just this is just too much, man. So we're going to move on to the next topic. Next topic is um, it's about, you know, one of the biggest podcasters out here. Joe Button. Talking Joe Button. Joe Button. <laughs> I, I see what you did there. Joe Button uh, two years ago signed an exclusive deal with Spotify because uh, he was, you know, they were doing their podcast for a long time, weren't getting paid for it. Had millions of listeners per week. One of the biggest podcasts in the world. So Joe decided that, you know, he wanted to sign with somebody to get his people's paid because, you know, Joe is a former rapper. So he already had money, but he wanted to make sure his people got taken care of, too. And the reason why he signed with Spotify is because Spotify was willing. Well, they said that they were willing to give him all the analytics about his listeners and stuff, because when he was doing it on his own, you know, companies like YouTube and Apple with the podcast app, they're not going to give you analytics to let you know how many listens you're getting and how long people listen to it and stuff like that. So he went with Spotify with the thought process that, hey, this is a company that's, you know, coming up in the podcast game and we could build something together. So over the two years, Joe Button, the Joe Button podcast was the number one podcast on Spotify. Always had the top numbers, always got over a million, maybe two million listeners a week. And they drop episodes twice a week. So that's a lot, a lot of people. Throughout the time, though, throughout the two-year period, other companies were actually getting purchased by Spotify. So there's Gimlet Media, there's a Parkcaster or something like that, another company that makes a lot of podcasts and stuff. And Joe Rogan got signed there and Bill Simmons got signed there. So it was a lot of people getting really, really big amounts of money. And Joe Button is thinking, oh, man, I'm watching, I'm seeing, you know, Joe Rogan get $100 million. I'm watching Gimlet get $250 million. Like, yo, we're the number one podcast on this whole shit. So when it's our time, oh, they definitely going to take care of us. Little did Joe know, they didn't see him in the same light as he, they saw those other companies. So they probably offered Joe a lot of money. But what Joe was saying is that with that money that they offered, they wanted to own everything about the podcast. They wanted to own all the previous episodes. They wanted to own the whole IP, the intellectual property. And Joe wasn't with it. So Joe Button is now going to be leaving Spotify, and it caused this big, huge thing in the podcast world. So what do you guys think? Do you guys think that Joe did the right thing by just betting on himself again and saying, you know what, fuck it, we're going to leave and see what we can get elsewhere? Or do you think he should have just took the big amount of money that they were going to give him but then lose his whole intellectual property when it comes to his podcast? Man, Joe did the right goddamn thing, in my opinion, because nothing in this world beats ownership of owning your own thing, your own stuff. Because at the end of the day, no one can tell you shit. And he wanted to be his own boss. So only thing that I kind of slight Joe for a little bit is that the reason why I think Spotify was buying out all these other companies, because these other companies have other entities within that company to spread out. Joe just only has his one podcast. So that's the only reason I think 
that they probably try to lowball him. But anything else, man, Joe should have the right to own his own stuff because it's his content, it's his stuff, and nothing in this world it could be yours if you don't own it. And he doesn't want to be another staple of a another black um, person out there that's giving away his content while other people's getting rich off of his stuff while he's not making any money. So that makes no sense. And I advise anybody that owns anything, try to have complete ownership. The same thing with music, own your own masters because you don't want people making money off of you while you're not making anything. So I think, honestly, Joe did the right thing. And I keep, I hope he keeps fighting and never gives up because I'm pretty sure someone out there is going to listen to this or listen to his, his rant. And say, you know what? We'll give you this deal. You have complete control. We'll give you X, Y, and Z. And I think that's the best thing. Is what you think, man? Um, same. You own, own ownership is the most beautiful thing. It keeps you out of. It keeps you willing and able to do whatever you want. I mean, look at what happened just now recently with um, Fifty Cent lost the lawsuit to his arch nemesis Rick Ross. Now, I love Fifty Cent. But he lost because he didn't own the masters to his music. Rick Ross, somebody he don't fuck with, was able to take and use his music to make money off of. He took a 50 Cent song and made money off of it. 50 sued and lost because he didn't own the rights to the masters of it. So it technically, even though he wrote those words, that music is not his. You can't stop somebody. We're a grown podcast and we intend to go very, very far. We intend to have those mis- millions of listeners every week. But it's still going to be owned by the four of us. That's a fact. I mean, the thing is, it's worthwhile to better yourself. Like having that guaranteed money is great, but at the idea of losing the ability to to do anything that you want to do and what you feel is right, you got to even think about the the fact that so many of these uh these sports people choose not to say things about some of the things we speak on because they don't want to alienate a certain type of group. We don't have to worry about it. We say what the fuck we want because it's us. We own this. Ah, shit. So I'm I'm with that. I, still, Joe Budden just makes me he just makes me uncomfortable. So whatever. And also, and also, general generational wealth, man. When you own something, you can pass it on to your kids, and they can pass it on to their kids, and they make money instead of other people making money off of you. Look at all these artists right now that literally don't own their masters, and every time they song is played, they get like maybe fifteen cents per play, while the the major companies making all the money. And they kids aren't getting anything. I forgot. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think it's um, old dirty beat, old dirty bastards family. They're not getting any shit. I don't think they getting anything from his um his music being played. And if he would have owned his masters, they would have been right now to been rich. So side note, that's another thing where niggas used to make fun of Cassidy, Cassidy the rapper. Like they really think Cassidy owned his own masters. A lot of these rappers don't have that. So when they say he making Cassidy was making money, he might not have sold as much as everybody else, but he owned his shit. Famous, what you oh, think, man? I I'm a, I agree and disagree with y'all. So I do agree that Joe Budden should own his podcast. I do agree, right? Leaving so the 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 popularity of his of his podcast, and I think people forget this. Let's not act like Spotify is a small fucking company. Apple, which has, let's just go from music to music. Apple, which has over 40 million iPhones in the world, only has about, I think it's like 50 million Apple Music subscribers. Spotify has all of Europe. Was You know, it was our first. So they have all of Europe, all of America. They have something like 80 million Spotify subscribers. So the numbers you have on your podcast 
is also a reflection of the platform you're on, right? And I'm, I'm not trying to say that, like, like he wouldn't have gotten it, but he has all these listeners because there's also a shit ton of Spotify users. You guys, you get what I'm saying? What tech? to to be to be honest with you though, he was getting those kind of numbers before he went to Spotify. He just went to Spotify to get the analytics of you know how long okay. people were listening and stuff like like he was he was getting a million listens even before he signed. Okay, so that so if that's the case. For me, I like I like I I I didn't know that. I didn't know he was getting a million. I didn't know he was yeah, getting he numbers. Numbers. So in my in my case, I would have just tried to get a contract with Spotify and have some type of clause where I own my own shit and get paid. Get these white people to pay you this fucking money. People like like I I I think Joe Budden, like I I can probably I could probably assume, right? How long you think he was probably doing like like negotiations on this contract? He probably saw some bullshit, demanded something, and just said, "Nah, fuck this, I'm out." Right? That's what I'm assuming. Like, I think I would have kept negotiating until I got some crazy contract. Eventually, own your masters. I think you should own your masters. I believe you should. It is yours, generational wealth, all of that. I agree with everything everybody's saying. I don't think you should just cave in and give up. But I mean, I, I if Joe Budden does leave Spotify, I mean, wherever he goes. I think right now any company list let's see in this situation, you better jump on jump on this boat, get Joe Budden, give him what he fucking wants, and then have you know, have your wave. Like a company like Apple, you get him exclusively on fucking Apple, right? That's just money in your pocket, even if though he owns the podcast. So I think it makes perfect sense for him to you know, like you know, on your shit. I I don't got much to say about it. I, my my only point would have been I didn't know he was doing the same type of numbers. So if he was doing the same type of numbers, then my whole point is kind of I can admit my my point is wrong. Then on your shit, definitely. All right, quick question. So he also spoke about Charlemagne. Charlemagne is another person. He has a really big podcast, huge on you know the Breakfast Club, which is on iHeartMedia, and he spoke about the a conversation that they had over the phone, and he said that Charlemagne was more or less taking the side of Spotify, like saying that Joe, is, he never stays anywhere long enough. He's really wish-washy and things never work out for him because he's always trying to do too much. What do you guys think about another black man telling, you know, Joe Button, hey, you should you should sign over your, your rights to your stuff and get the bag and you should actually listen to what Spotify is saying. Like, what do you guys think about that? Well, on the out- <laughs> sorry, my fault. On the outside looking in, right? And I know this is really out of order, but on the outside looking in, Charlemagne is not wrong. Right. Because if you don't know why Joe Budden, like, 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 like me, like I didn't really know anything about the Spotify deal and why he does it. If you don't know, this nigga was on Everyday Struggle, like complex. Right. And left. And left. Then did his own shit and left. Then went to Spotify and about to leave. It does look like it's wishy washy. If you really don't know, you should like get your bag, make your money and then, you know, you could do your own shit. You never know. Right. He could have signed the contract for like a year. Have them own it, then sign another contract, and then probably got ownership over everything. You know what I'm saying? Like from the outside looking in, Charlemagne is right. If that's what Charlemagne's point was, unless like if, as long as that's where like he's sticking with those facts. On the outside looking in, Joe Budden is wishy washy. Uh, I just think Charlemagne was just giving him some counsel because Charlemagne is a guy that had many platforms on um, different layers: a TV show, podcast a national um, syndicated radio show. So he was trying to give him advice. I always say like this, don't criticize somebody that's giving you their point of view because you always talking your own point of view because Charlemagne's just trying to come to him as a friend, I'm assuming. And Joe was kind of taken back by that because of whole, the whole situation of him telling him, you know, you should do just deal with Spotify for right now. 
But I feel like Joe is a little wrong in a way because Joe shouldn't come at Charlemagne like that because Joe always has an opinion with other people when he's on his podcast. So let Charlemagne help. Let Charlemagne help you because this guy has so many things going on in his life that he knows what he's doing, and he just probably like what Kadeem touched on. Joe is not a, a person that stays in one place for too long. He's always jumping from one place to another. So Charlemagne was probably just trying to tell him, "Hey, just stay, stay here for right now, and see what happens." But uh, but for for argument's sake. With, with what Joe was saying towards Charlemagne. So Charlemagne, you, you're right. He has his, his feet in a lot of different places. He had a show called Uncommon Sense on MTV too. Really good show. Guess what? The white people didn't like it. They canceled it. He had a deal that he was supposed to have at HBO. He was supposed to have his own show. Some kind of like rumors or something came out. HBO pulled it. If tomorrow iHeartMedia said, you know what? We don't want The Breakfast Club anymore. They can pull the plug on that and Charlemagne can't do anything because he doesn't own it. So you got to look at it from that perspective as well. Like to keep like, I get it. You want to go get the deal. You want to get the bag, but then you're always an employee. You're always under the thumb of somebody who may not get what you're actually going for. And at any moment they could pull the shit out from under you. No, no, I, I, I definitely agree with you. I think, like I said before, Joe should own his own shit, but I was just saying that, listen, listen, just listen to your friend that has so many things going for himself and see what he has to say. Then you make your own judgment. That's the only thing I'm saying, but I really do agree that Joe should own his own shit. No person should compromise their own shit. I'm never compromising something I help build. I put my heart and sweat into to give it away. If I believe in it and I know it's going to make me something in the future, I'm not giving it away for no amount of dollars because look at how many people that had opportunity to get sell a shit and they lost out on millions and billions of dollars. So hell no. So, all right. So, but here's the thing, right? So, and I don't mean to cut you off, this because I know he's about to talk. So, if the goal for Joe, I'm just playing devil's advocate when I say that the goal for Joe is to own your own shit, right? Mm-hmm. Why go to Spotify? You don't need analytics. You can pay someone to do your analytics. You was already doing the numbers. They right? pro- Spotify was probably offering him. Spotify was probably offering him like, hey, we give you ten million dollars. You still own your own shit and see how it goes. That's probably what right. it was. No, no, they probably gave him a, a type of bag right, like you're, that. You're right. Okay, fine, but. That's not what he's saying. He's he's saying that, you know, I'm a, I'm, I don't know much about this. I'm going by what Tech is saying. So, you know, if I'm wrong, let's correct me. Uh, you say he really went there for the analytics, right? Being able to see and, you know, manage his analytics. So if that was the case, right, and your numbers didn't really change, there was really no benefit from Spotify, so to speak. Obviously, you know, numbers could change a little bit, but so to speak. You don't need Spotify. So why even go there in the first place? Why even put your platform, why even take that chance and put in your platform and have some white nigga on your platform, or supposedly on your platform in some degree. Anyway, you're, you're, uh, go ahead. Because, go ahead my because, un, because unfortunately, even though it's his content, he still needs a host for it. Like he doesn't have, he doesn't have a Spotify. Like he doesn't have an app where he can have his podcast live. And he that's has- the point. Sorry, not to cut you off. Yeah, that's yeah. the point I'm making. That's the point I'm making. So, and I think that's what Charlemagne might be trying to get at. Get your bag, right? Okay. Joe can leave now and, you know, whatever he does, but he doesn't have an app, right? So now he has to hope that either he can get someone to make an app and put it out and have people download it, or you have to hope that someone like Apple or somebody, you know, picks and you up. Right back in the same boat again. And you get right back in the same boat. So the way I'm looking, and, and, that, and that's the point, you never needed, you, 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 you're claiming to never need Spotify, but it sounds like you might have needed Spotify in some degree. So I would have said like, yo, you know what? Don't sign no bullshit when they own your deal, but maybe instead of just jumping the gun and leaving so quickly, try to negotiate. Keep negotiating. Keep negotiating. See if you could have got some type of contract to own your shit. Go ahead. And, and one quick thing. 
the fact the way that he's leaving and the way that he's talking badly about Spotify, that is going to cause problems for anybody else that he signs with. Exactly. Because they're going to remember, they're going to be like, okay, when Spotify gave you a shot and they gave you that deal and something didn't go your way, you completely shitted on them. You completely destroyed them. Exactly. And they're going to look at it like, I don't know if I want to deal with that. Let's let Iz talk, because I know Iz been waiting to say something. Wait, and wait, it's, it's kind of crazy. Iz is never quiet, so. Yeah, last thing, last thing. Last thing you, nigga. Very last thing. Very last, never, thing very last thing. Just, just, I, I, I love talking about shit like this. Like, very last thing. Who's app, who is Spotify's next competitor? Direct Apple. competitor. I think Apple. So, what did Epic try to do to Apple? How did Apple respond? Kick their ass right the fuck off. So, who the f- so Apple not going to fuck with you. So, who you go to next? Title? Jamster. Maybe title, maybe title, right? Maybe you go to title. And Jay-Z, I, you know, I would hope would do right by you. Yo, no, yep. Yo, you know what's funny? On his podcast, he actually spoke about, he had a meeting with Jay-Z, and he said the main reason he wanted to go to title was to get his analytics. And Jay-Z said, no, I'm not giving you that. This is my platform. Why am I giving you the information from my platform? So so now, Joe, you're burning bridges, and that's the problem. I, and I, I'll leave it at that. Yo, go ahead. That's, that's all I want to say. Uh, I'm on my famous today because i could care less i think it's interesting that people feel i think people should mind their business but i also think that it's weird when people go yeah you're a grown-ass man you can't tell another grown man to do i mean if you have an opinion you have an opinion it's it's up to other people to value that they throw into that opinion charlemagne doesn't have to listen to joe and joe don't have to listen to charlemagne uh they both gonna do whatever the hell they want neither one of them really owns anything that they have going on anyway so who cares? It's not our stuff. First of all, they all should be listening to talking bullshit. Personally, I think we're better than them. Okay. Uh, that was Israel that said that. I don't want no podcast beef because I know Joe Budden fans are, are fucking rabid. Brilliant idiot fans are rabid. I don't want I don't want, sure. I don't want that smoke. But come, up, but come over here and have an intellectual conversation with us. We hold our own. We're four dudes starting from the bottom. We hold our own. I don't give a shit. I ain't scared of nobody. Joe Budden, I've got fuck them niggas. Whoa, 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 man. Relax. I ain't never been scared. Okay, smooth operator. Shut your fucking smooth that's ass how voice. I'm good right now, right? I, nah, yeah. you sound like a. You know anyway, it's the white one. Anyway, bone crusher now. Never but anyway, seen. like, yeah, it is what it is. I, I said I, you I, fuck with girls that look like bone crusher. Yeah, yo, a mic. <laughs> so you sure you look like bone crusher? So, 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 Joe Button. That's not the only thing that Joe Button had to deal with. Joe Budden has had a very interesting, you know, week. So on his birthday, an interview came out with one of his ex-girlfriends, Tahiri. Uh, she was on Hollywood Unlocked, and she was speaking about how Joe Budden abused her and had they had a really tumultuous relationship. And Ooh, the big words. The timing of this whole interview is so weird because Joe and Tahiri haven't been together for a very long time. And they were on Love and Hip Hop together, and they seemed like they had a cordial relationship. Like, Sin Santana was cool with Tahiri, and everything seemed okay. And it's just really weird timing that this interview would just drop out of nowhere, specifically when Joe Button put out an episode where he's trashing iHeartMedia and trashing Spotify and <clears throat> all these different things. So what do you guys think? Do you guys think that that's intertwined in any way? Um, I think so. I think Tahiri right now is trying to. She, I think she has an end game. I hope I'm wrong, but I believe um, she touched on this maybe a couple years ago with the Breakfast Club and other media outlets. And for her to bring it up, even though she went on Hollywood Unlocked to talk about it, 
I feel like it's kind of weird now that you want to do this because after this whole Joe Buttons rant about leaving Spotify, because I, I, I am for the side of Tahiri. If she was abused and, you know, attacked, whatever, that's not right. Joe should be corrected on that. Joe should be punished and all that stuff. But to bring this up now, it's kind of seems like it's kind of fishy. It's like you have some type of plan or you have like a plot trying to, you know, trying to set them up or something. And a lot of people really feel that way. If you look on Twitter and you hear other people's talking about it, they feel like she's kind of trying to milk this to get some type of relevancy. I didn't even know Tahiri's damn near 45. Um, so I'm like, damn. And for her to bring this up now, when when we see you get abused all the time, it's crazy. She got abused. And, on the- and do- doing the abusing. That's something that Joe spoke about on his podcast. And I'm not saying that makes it right just because somebody hits you, you have the right to hit them back. But if mm-hmm. you guys listen to today's podcast, Joe really gets into that. And it's just it just all seems you a little thing, The thing yeah, that's it, so it, stupid it, is that, like, she already – this is years ago that we've heard about this. What <laughs> what purpose do you have to bring it up now? I mean, so this is she, – She has every right to because she was a victim of it, but she was also a victimizer. Yeah, like that's more than a- anything is that your focus should be getting past it. And for months or years now, you had been moving to get past it. Why bring it up now? We just is wasn't she the one we talked about a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Nigga choked My- out on a TV thing. Yeah, yeah, that dude. I forgot focus, the name of- Focus on that. Focus that that nigga t- choked you out on TV. Yeah, she got abused by that dude. And like, why are you talking about like that's so it's 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 I'm I'm definitely I'm always going to be on the side of just making sure that we protect our women and protect ourselves. But like, this is stupid. Like that's dumb. She has no, no purpose in this. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't like that shit when we notice, when we know women abuse men and, and stuff like that, they don't get, uh, nothing happens to them. But for her to bring this up now, after we seen another dude literally try to choke her out on television, when some, uh, some guy, some stylist was about to punch her in her face, She's like she's literally been abused by so many people, man, and it's sad. But we all knew about what the whole Joe Button situation was years ago, and to bring it up now is fishy. And I, I, I can't side with her because it just doesn't sound right. Because we all knew about the situation with Joe Button, and listen, that's it. Listen, uh, let's. I think I think we went about this the wrong way. She was abused. Let's let's not bring up you know because she's being abused now. She needs to focus on that. I think that's the wrong kind of if the wrong thing that we're kind of putting out there. I'm gonna be honest. I I don't care about this situation. It's it's kind of fucked up. I I don't really care or follow this these type of things. Listen, if she abused, you put the information out there. Whatever, it, it's fucked up. But any man, Joe Budden's not the scrawny nigga that like oh she abused me too. It's not. It's not what it's not the same, right? It is never gonna it's never gonna hit the same. It's never gonna be the same. I think honestly, I don't know what her play is on this. I don't know why why she brought it out, but if she brought it out, she brought it out. We don't know why August Alcina brought up his shit. Like maybe something came up and it riled her up inside and she said it. She's not gonna get a bag or nothing, so was, you know, maybe just something just really bothered her. But I think we should just leave it at that. I don't think we should bring up anything more about what she's dealing with now and her past. I think we should just kind of move from that. Yeah, because we definitely don't know her reasoning to do it. Um, people are going to speculate because that's just what people do. And um, at the end of the day, if it really was an issue like where she was abused and to, the, to the point where it was really that big of a problem, I really hope that she just would have went and got some help and 
you know, made sure that Joe was held accountable in the moment for when it happened. I don't know why she waited so long to do it. That's not for any of us to say. Uh, just I hope that, you know, she can get the help that she needs. If Joe did this, I hope he can get the help that he needs. It's just it's all messy. Just everyone, please just keep your hands to yourself. If somebody is just doing too much and you don't want to be with them, just you have to just leave. Like nobody should be hitting anybody. Everybody should keep their hands to themselves. Leave and a bruise on the leg. Hopefully everybody can learn from this. True. Cool. So, next topic. Versus, we finally got that versus battle that, you know, was supposed to be announced a while back. Brandy versus Monica, one of the biggest beefs over the past 20 years. That's just it came, it came, it went. What do you guys think about it? You know, you I know we all watched it. It was, you know, it got 1.2 million views on Instagram, about 500,000 on Apple. Um, both of these women's music has been streaming dramatically. So it was a big moment for the culture. What do you guys think about it? Sick, wow. Question: Could y'all? They had a beef. I cannot remember. They had beef. Brandy they had a they had a beef because after they created that "Boy Is Mine" song, uh, Brandy went on a night show and she performed it without Monica. Damn. Okay. Wait, wow. wait, 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 wait! That was the cause of the beef. You didn't know that? I did not know that. Remember, they technically the song belongs to Brandy. It's a Brandy song. Brandy song. But you know, as they were promoting it, that uh, she went on some nighttime television show, and when she performed it, she performed it without Monica. Wow, man! Yeah. Well, what do you guys think about the event? Well, um, I'll be honest. I probably watched like five minutes of it and shut that shit oh, off because no, it's not that. It's just that wants, I want. Probably, he wants to watch Dolly Parton. No, it's that. I wanted I wanted live singing and I didn't really seen it so I just said fuck it and just switched it I didn't really I, I went back and forth. That to is it. bullshit, Gus. Because there's so on, many on, other on, verses hold with it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Tech. Let him say his thing. You about I to kill him. <laughs> I, I watched the first five minutes. I didn't see any. I saw people sitting down in a chair, just you know, letting the music play. They handle nobody like actually cross? singing the song, huh? Nothing. Go ahead. Like I didn't I didn't really watch that shit neither, man. I want to hear like if I see a verses, I want to actually hear you sing your part, and you know, you know, I want to hear that, want to see that feeling in your your, your soul when you when you're singing it. I didn't get it, so I just said fuck it and I just flipped it off. I mean, I'm, so I am a Monica like- fan. I am a Monica fan, and I was expecting a little bit more than what I got, so that's the reason why I didn't watch it. So, yeah. well, if you would have watched it, you would have seen the many moments where she sang her songs a cappella and really was fucking killing it. But we know why you didn't watch it because it was two black women. We get it, man. We understand where you're coming from. We know what it is. Because Gus. Oh my god! All the other battles before they actually were being in the room with each other. Guess what they were doing? Just playing the songs, and you were right there loving it. So just no, say what it is. No, 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 no. Every time I flip to it, like five minutes, I first watch it for five minutes. Went like twenty minutes, still sitting in the chair, having the music played by the DJ. Then thirty minutes later, still playing, sitting in the chair. I, I didn't have time to watch that whole shit. I was like, fuck it. I'm sorry. Uh, nah, I'm good. Tech, tell us how you felt about it. You guys in a Monica on. Well, I I, I I enjoyed it a lot. You know, <clears throat> I really enjoy both of their music. I'm definitely more of a fan of Monica because, you know, I, I like the range of her songs. Like, she has beautiful ballads like Angel of Mine, and then she has, you know, women empowerment songs like uh, So Gone and you know, and she's just been doing it so long so I truly, truly enjoyed Monica. Like, I was more partial to Monica, but Brandy definitely came through and she had like the mega smashes as well. 
it was just good to see two beautiful black women who've been in the game for a long time put their issues aside and just be celebrated. Because this is probably the the most that they've been spoke about in a very, very long time. So I just think that whatever, you know, the thing that Swizz and Timbaland has created is fucking amazing. It's just it allows people to get the flowers before they're gone. Because a lot of time with music, everybody's always thinking about what happens right now. And then they don't go back and listen to the people that came before. So at this point, 20 years in the game is a long time. So it was really, really great to see these women get celebrated the way they did. Uh, so I love R&B. I'm an R&B aficionado. Yeah, but I do agree with Gus. I kind of was really, like, I, when it comes to to uh, these versus sessions, for me, it is the performance that goes along with it that just amps me up OD. Like, it gets me hype. And for rappers, is one thing, because this, this, they aren't into the movement. They don't train themselves to perform that way. For singers... You kind of expect it. Like, I expect you to sing your songs. It was, like, it was so dead. And they they're, they were, like, two terrible people to just sit together. And they, like, they you could tell they haven't spoken in forever. It was, ter- like, I, like, I fuck with Monica. I fuck with Brandy. I was rooting for Brandy uh, just because that, to me, like, I feel like Brandy has one of the most unique and powerful voices when it comes to female uh, singers. But she was getting on my fucking nerves, man. I guess she was acting like she was like, she's trying to hold on to this persona like she is actually Moesha. Like she didn't want no cursing and all that. Like we're adults. Like Monica sang a song or had a song played, one of her new tracks, which she said, with Tank wrote for her, talking about you're a side hoe. And she said ho a bunch of times. And Brandy is like, oh, my daughter's listening to this at home. Can you just apologize to her? Man, fuck your daughter. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Nigga, I nah, seriously, ho? Really? Like you're gonna tell me as a as a grown adult, like your daughter's not here in front of me. You want me to apologize to her at home? Nah, I'm not doing that. I don't care what we say. Brandy daughter's like 15. What the My nigga, exactly. So don't woe me when I say that. It's not like it's not like I'm I'm wishing ill on your kid, but like you're not gonna sit here and tell me as an adult that I gotta watch my mouth because your kid is at home watching this. Fuck your kid. That's not my business. I I don't care. One thing I want to say about the live performing, uh, we don't know if these artists are actually getting paid for this. And at the end of the day, if I'm an artist, they I'm not going to get up there. I'm not going to get up there and perform my ass off. He like sure, and but, not but get you know paid. Who, but you know who did and still didn't get paid? Snoop Dogg is fucking like 90 years old and was up there going but, in. But but it's but it's up to song. them. It's up to them if they want to do yeah, it. And, I get that, but if you're saying you're, you're you're putting on a show for the people, the whole point of the versus thing is for the people, and also it's doing a showcase. And hold on, guys, real quick, it's doing a showcase of your your music for the fans. And I think the music is what fans? the music is what should be focused on. If the music is being played, that's enough for me. No, nah, but the verses also do boost up some album listening. Like you give people, money at the end of the it, 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 bro, it, it, you're, talk, you're, you're talking about streams. We know we all know artists are not getting money off of streams like that. Let's yes, be they are because the first thing Brandy did was not go buy my new album. She said, "Go stream it." Because nobody buys the albums. Nobody buys albums, albums anymore. Let's, let's, let's let famous talk. Famous, what you think, man? You don't care. No, I, I actually watched it. it That's I, not what I'm, I said. I'm not shut up. I'm not gonna lie. It was boring ish, right? It wasn't bad. Like I, I get what what Tech is saying that it, it like it really is just the music, right? 
I don't need you to sing every song, but there were moments that were they, the song was just playing and they weren't even like animated. They were just kind of just sitting there. Just sitting there letting it play. You don't have to sing the song, but just be animated about it, right? You know, you You'll can be, you can kind of dance to your music. You know, dance to it. Like, like you, I'm not saying you have to, but like there's even points where like, you know, I, I'm more Brandy than Monica, right? But there was points where I saw like I, I get what is is saying, right? But I always love that in these verses moments, I love when everyone big each other up, right? The whole point of verses is we, we, we keep saying that we're not verses, there's no winner. All right, cool. So then sh- both you guys should be supporting each other and blah, blah, blah. Brandy was singing a lot of Monica songs, and Monica was just word going, for word, word for word, right? And let's let and let's and, and Monica wouldn't sing a, a, a wouldn't sing a word, and let's not act like oh, Monica doesn't know the words. I'm sure she knows the words. He's a brand. This is Brandy. This is not like some random person. But she wasn't singing, and I was like, yo, Brandy's really kind of bigging it up. Like I'm like, yo, yeah, that's the energy you should. Yo, come on, Monica, sing, sing, and yeah, I, and Monica seems stush to me. Like I, I, didn't words, I think that that's how they actually are with each other. Yeah. Like I feel like Brandy was trying to force it so much, and Monica was just keeping it real. Like that might be Monica's real personality. You didn't think Brandy was really on some like with everything she was doing. Like, oh yeah, we we a group, we gonna do a tour. You know why? Monica had no intentions of doing none of that you stuff. Know, like she, that's why when she said that, she's like, "Who a group? I'm not no group." You know why I don't think that? Because Brandy's 41 and she's still doing it. I don't. She, this is not Brandy's not on social media. Like I, this might just be how Brandy she is. is. Like you want to see this on social media and TV. Okay, so you we want to say so Israel, like you're, you're picking, you're picking and choosing. So you're saying that it's fine for Monica to sit there stush because she could be. That's like, what I'm saying. I'm saying that. Not, okay, but you're saying that this might be Monica, but that might be Brandy. Brandy might be that type of person. So that's the, that's where I'm like, I, I, personally, it was a overall, it was good. It was boring as fuck in the beginning. No one can lie. It was boring. And, the ending got better, but then. When they and and you know just kind of like ended when they sang the boy when they sang the boy is mine I don't agree with you nigga fuck what you mean when, when, around that when they sang boy is mine at the end and I was like all right finally like fuck do something but anyway I'm done no so so I do agree with you on on like okay agree with me let's go to the next topic don't ever talk to me like that I, I, I will talk to you like that let's go to the next topic hey Mike shut that nigga up you you look like a brandy motherfucker I smack the shit out of you. Shut your <laughs> your, your, your door, smack your chick. Yeah, you got the same. Yeah. Hair. You got the same. So, hair. so, so we, 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 we got the same fucking hair as Brandy. You fucking bitch. Shut the fuck. <laughs> let's listen, 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 guys. We got to get a euro now in this episode. So, what do you guys think? Euro now on the Brandy versus Monica. I'm going to say euro. I enjoy now it. on you thinking you can tell us what to do. We'll smack the shit out you. Euro. I mean, I get euro for the culture. Euro for the culture. Euro for the. culture. You're for the culture because it, it, it's, it's they have amazing music, but it was but boring. It was boring. Yeah. All right. So you guys thought that was boring. What do you guys think about the NBA? The NBA is back. We're gonna talk about some sports now. Uh, a lot of first round series are over now, and one of the main first round series that everybody was talking about was uh, the Blazers versus the Lakers. The Blazers won that first game, and Charles Barkley went out on the limb and said, "Oh my God, the Blazers <laughs> are sweeping the Lakers." The Lakers are trash. They get they get out of here, and everybody was doubting LeBron. Everybody was doubting AD, and then the Lakers came back and won four games straight. What do you guys think about that? Well, congratulations. Well, congratulations to the Lakers. I guess um, I'm not. I a really Laker don't fan care about. I don't care about this Knicks fans. I don't even know. I don't know, about. man. Let me talk, motherfucker. All right. Um, all I all I have to say is that Melo should have got more touches. Cullum shouldn't be taking twenty damn seven shots. Melo only takes fifteen. 
and he was hot. Isn't McCollum the second highest scorer on their team? Yeah, but he's son, the second go-to guy. He has plays run fast. So see, this is why we don't listen to you talk. Oh, my sport. God. Let me talk, <laughs> motherfucker. Yo, Brandy, shut the fuck up. Let me talk. All right. Son, the reason why I say that is, like, he may be, he may be the, the second person to go-to guy, but come on. you We know Melo can play. Give him the ball. If the man is hot, the man is you hot. You're making no sense. He still what? outscored Melo in both games, did he not? Who? CJ McCollum outscored because Melo he, in those because he took games, because he took thirty shots shooting like thirty eight percent. What the hell? And Melo was shooting like damn near fifty six percent. Give the ball to the hot player. I've I've watched the Blazers game. This man is. They always complain about Melo, always ISO and always this and that. Fucking McCollum and fucking Dame, they do that shit all the time. This is why I pray to God Melo do not go back to the Blazers because they ain't never He's gonna win shit. They ain't they ain't never gonna win shit because Dame ain't never gonna win no ring. Playing like that, you ain't you. You have to motivate your team, your players, and want the ball. They are too dead when he gets the ball. Hell no. But other than that, I hope Melo goes to the Knicks, and that's my case. That Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all if y'all disagree. Goodbye. The Knicks don't even want him. What the fuck are you? What talking the fuck about? you talking about? Yes, they do want him. What? Yo, you know what? They yeah. kicked him out. It wasn't him. It was Phil Jackson. Listen. Who was what? Listen, listen, man. Mello, Mello. Let me. All right, before I even get to that whole game, right, really quickly. Mello need to just come to the Lakers, bro. Let's come to the Lakers. Get it. Hell no. Let's come to the Lakers. If he goes to the Lakers, he will win a ring. I guarantee. If he goes to the Lakers, they win a ring next year. Just come to. Just come to that. But I'm gonna tell you straight up. I did not give a fuck about this series because when they lost game one, LeBron didn't do shit. Nigga got a triple-double. And I said, unless this nigga takes over, they're going to lose. And what did LeBron do? He made everyone understand that this is my fucking team and I'm going to win. You said that or I said that when we talked about it the first time? No, I'm, I don't know if he said I don't know if I said it on episode. I'm just saying. like I, I was oh. saying that like LeBron has to take over. I don't, I don't care what he said. <laughs> but the series that I actually enjoyed was fucking Denver versus fucking Utah. Man, that was a series. Jamal Murray and fucking Donovan Mitchell, dumb two motherfuckers, was going at it. And I'm coming to the Knicks. I am t- what the nigga Mitchell already said that he's about to sign an extension. Bro, he, he, they Bro, just announced it. They, they just announced that he signed a max deal to stay in Utah. So really, once again, once again, you dumb oh. ass Nick fans are not getting anybody. <laughs> But yo, dumb yo, Jamal granted game seven, Jamal Mar, you can see that he was clearly gassed, and I feel bad for Donovan Mitchell. I wish he had a chance to take that last shot. I do feel bad. But bro, that was a serious I don't game. know. Mike Conley is a better three point shooter than Donovan Mitchell. Well, Donovan Mitchell would have made that shot. Fuck Conley. Um <laughs> You know what though? I actually didn't know that Jamal Murray was as good as he is. Nah. I, I'm just saying I didn't know he was as good as he is. Yeah, man. He, he you know when he got that big contract when they signed him for 170 million and gave him a max deal, I kind of was like, yo, what the fuck is Denver doing? But he's he's showing that he, you know, he, I, he was worth that money. Did, did, did y'all know that he was that good? No. No, he no I know he didn't he was good, but he didn't show that when he, before he signed that contract. I didn't see that in him. He was yeah, putting yeah, like 14 like, points a game, like six assists and shit. I'm like yeah, like he wasn't no Devin Booker, but I will say this: fucking Jokic is a beast, and people monster, are, monster, bro, fucking beast, bro. He put up like twenty eight that last game. It's and interesting. I, I think he's better when he is heavier. No, I. What the thing I really like about his game now, and I, I say this as well: fucking he moves more now. I can't stand this with Anthony Davis. 
Go in the fucking hole. Thank Just you. You are a big hole. man. Go in the post. Go in the post. And he, bro, he hit the floater. And he hit the floater to end the game, right? I think that's what put them up. Eight. Yep, that was, was it. Like, yo, I looked at it. I was like, that's what the fuck you do. Yes, man, you're a big man. Yo, don't get this little nigga off. We post up and throw a floater up, bro. I, I saw people on Twitter like, oh, that was a lucky shot. No, the fuck is not. That's a big man. That's what they practice. That's yeah, what man. you do. Anyway, I'm done. I'm done with sports, yo. Let's go to the next. Let's... We're going to touch on really, really quickly Um, in the NFL. We had uh, Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings said that he doesn't care to wear a mask. He doesn't care if he dies or not from COVID-19. And um, I personally think that that's the most selfish fucking thing in the world. Like that, that's such a self-centered thing. Like you don't wear a mask because you don't want to catch COVID. You wear a mask because if you're asymptomatic, you don't want to give it to other people. And for him to have that mindset that, Oh, I don't care if I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. So you don't. But what if you don't die? What if you are asymptomatic? You don't mind walking around and giving that shit to everybody else? I just thought that shit was really selfish. What do you guys? Really quickly, what do you guys think about that? He's a dickhead. Move on. <laughs> you got to treat that nigga like Drago. If he dies, he dies. Honestly, I get the whole point. Like, I, 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 I didn't see like like references like that. Fuck. You didn't get it. You said. Don't make references like that because I never finished Game of Thrones yet. That's you not that shit Game of Thrones. That's from Rocky. That's from Rocky. Rocky. Draco is from Rocky. Draco. Oh, I'm thinking of someone else. Oh, Kyle Drago. Get... I see. No, I see where you can get it. I see where you can get it. Kyle That's Drago. Kyle Drago. But Drago, the original Drago is is from Rocky. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I thought you were talking about Drago from. Okay, no, we're not spoiling that for you, bro. You ain't finished that shit. I'm gonna spoil it for you, man. Fuck it. <laughs> Gus is an asshole. Get yeah, it is real quick, real quick. Make your point. Uh, about what? What was I saying? Anyway, oh, so no. if he I'm, dies, I'm, he dies. Fuck that nigga. Yo, for, for everybody that would do, that chooses not to wear a mask, you're you're saying that you understand that there's a pandemic. You feel like doing whatever you want to do, so you deal with the consequences that come with that. If you die, you die. Okay, my last thing. He's Christian, right? He's one of them Republican Christians. Oh well, to me. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Goodbye, nigga. I said a couple weeks ago, Christian. Hey, tell us, tell us a Drago line. Yeah. If he dies. If he dies, nah. fuck that. Anyway, I think they should have to like sign a waiver. Like, yo, if you get sick, you can't go to the hospital. You just got to deal with it. How about, no. the, how about this? How you about get somebody this? sick, they can sue your ass. How about this? How about this? How about this? <laughs> you guys got lucky and beat the Saints, and your ass still couldn't go to the Super Bowl. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker had to bring the Saints in it, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. they're a lot better than the Giants, so. But we got two no, rings. There's a lot, there's a lot that I go through. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna accept two. that. We got two rings. Sit here and talk shit about the Giants. We got one. We got two. So it's all oh, good. Man fuck, man, fuck Drew Brees' racist ass. Okay, 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 okay. So now we're gonna finish up with the ladies' topic. We got two questions. The first question is from Imani. What's the hardest truth you ever had to admit to your significant other? And I'm, I'm gonna just go real quick because um. It's right on the front of my mind. And it's it's crazy. And I'm going to be a little vulnerable now. I know my friends are going to make fun of me. But um, <laughs> one of the things that I did, the hardest truth is um, when I told my ex-wife that I didn't think I was good enough for her. That was like one of the hardest truths that I had to tell her. Even though it wasn't actually the case, I was just going through a lot of depression and stuff like that. But that was one of the hardest things to be able to look somebody in their eyes that you love more than anything and tell them that you aren't good enough for them. So that was like one of the hardest things, hardest truth at that moment that I had to go through. 
I would normally take time out to make fun of you, but that's that's rough. Yeah. You need a hug, man. You need a hug? Yeah. No, nah, I'm good. Somebody call Crystal. <laughs> Did you have to say her name, bro? God, you said oh, I didn't even, I didn't even know that. Name last oh, week. shit. The only, hold on. The only, the only reason why I know her name is because you said it last week. I lived, I've never known her name all I, these I've years. Never, I that. never knew that. I knew her name. But anyway. Um, all said, on, I said on air last week. On IG, uh, like, model, none of your goddamn business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag don't ask no questions. Uh, don't ask no questions. Yeah, it does. Well, this is like eight years ago, nine years ago. Um, the hardest thing I ever told someone I used to fuck with like that, that I fucked that up friends. With the lights off because you have a little penis? Nigga, that shit. Ain't no girl ever say no shit like that about me. But that, anyway. Guys, could, uh, could you repeat that one more time? Because... I don't think everybody heard what you said. Well, the hardest thing I ever told the girl I was talking to, my girlfriend at the time, like eight years ago, nine years ago, that when she, that I had sex with her friend, her next door neighbor. And um, she was pissed. Man, she wanted to cut me and she went over and beat the girl up. Why'd you tell her? Because like, we broken up and she wanted to air out the truth, like what's going on. And I was like, you know what? I might as well tell, you, tell her. Because I was yeah, a jerk. broke up already? We oh, broke you up. A sucker. You should have kept that to yourself, bro. Nah, nah, we, no, 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 no. The thing about it, we built a friendship, and she wanted to keep she because she heard rumors that I was fucking girls around her way, and then I, she was like, "Yo, keep it real with me." And I'm like, right, "You know what? Um, I had sex with your friend. You know X X Y Z, whatever." Next, she's like, "What?" And she'd be laughing in her face, chilling and all that stuff. And I'm like, "Yo, that shit hurt. That shit hurt her, boy." And she almost stabbed me and went over there and beat her ass. Yep, so, you a foul nigga. You mean you his foul nigga? Ain't no his ass, nigga. <laughs> Ain't ain't nothing, ain't nothing wrong with somebody like another man, but it ain't me. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah it is. What, what was your what was your thing? You ain't got Darius beat up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think mine is mine is weird because it's somewhere along the same lines as tech. Whereas I didn't say I wasn't good enough um, to my daughter's mother because I you know I, I cheated on her uh, a whole bunch of times. And it, it, it stemmed from just not being happy in a relationship as a whole. And I just I just wasn't moving right and just saying, yo, let me get out of here as opposed to just staying with her and doing a thing. But um, I admitted to her and I sat down and I talked and I was like, look, I'm not trying to get back with you. I just need you to understand that you deserved better. And no matter what, you were never going to get that from me. I was never going to be the type of man. And I told it to her face. I was never going to be the man that you needed there for you in any type of relationship form, no matter what. It, it's not that you're a bad person. It's that I was never going to be man enough for you in this relationship. And it was me realizing how good of a person she was. Like, we have our issues. Like, I think if you've ever broken up with somebody, you realize that, God damn. Yeah, you ever talk to somebody you broke up with, it just goes terrible. And you realize you can't fuck with them. That was how I felt about her. But she was a good woman. I just was never going to be the man that she needed at the moment. I had to go through a lot. I had to go through some more heartbreaks in order to realize that I needed to become a better man, and now I'm good. That's good. I'm happy for you, man. You still ain't shit, dog. Oh, ugly fuck. But Thanks, I still get your girl, though. Um, I don't know. I was kind of thinking about it. I mean, the only thing I could really think of is... Um, I think I've been married since junior high school. <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> no, the only thing I could think of is... I mean, I... I do actively deal with like some forms of depression. I've had have and still have sometimes some self esteem issues. So like admitting that to my wife because there's times I just get angry and I don't know why. And I've admitted that to my wife a few times, and I think that was hard because I'm 
usually very to myself. I don't say anything. Like something could be bothering me and I'll just not say it. So um, admitting that to my wife was probably the hardest thing I've had to do because I had to actually um, admit it to myself. Yeah. So, so I think that was a hard thing. Like I was like, I'm not depressed. What I deal with anger, I'm good. I'm Gucci. And I'm, and then I think like when I, I, I had to really come to the truth about like self-esteem and just like, really trying to figure out who I am. And I'm still dealing with it now. Like, it's not like something I've fixed. Like, the whole famous persona and shit like that, that's just, that's that's what I am on the podcast. Like, I'm not like that in, you know, real life, so. Oh, we know. <laughs> we know you buns. <laughs> so this dude is really trying to have a real moment with us, and all you niggas got is jokes, man. No, no, no. I ain't fucking crying. I feel you, bro. We I feel you. I can't wait till Gus goes to Brazil. I feel you, bro. <laughs> I can't wait to die in Brazil from HIV and AIDS. Oh, what? my God. <laughs> you <laughs> that escalated so fast. Cut the commercial. Cut the commercial. Okay, so we got one more quick uh, topic that we're going to talk about. So we are all men. Uh, a few of us have children and stuff like that. And, you know, the men in this podcast that have children, the stand-up guys, they're going to be in their kids' lives. They're not going to have to worry about, you know, not being there and stuff like that. Give it to um, So it just recently came out that Future, the rapper, a girl that he just had a baby with, asked for $53,000 a month in child support. Is this getting out of hand? Do you guys think that the money that these women are asking for is just so astronomical when it comes to just taking care of a kid? How recent is this baby? Uh, I think this is his latest baby. So... Less than a year? Yeah. Man, listen, it's it's ridiculous because what it is is that we have women nowadays that some women nowadays that always look at a, a guy, a celebrity as a paycheck, and she got what she deserved. Because I'm not going to lie, future's a pimp. This man, they asked him what he feels that he should pay her, $1,000 a month. The judge was like, nah, 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 you get $3,200 a month. Which, and I think that's a win-win because what child needs $53,000 a month unless you're trying to keep up with the mother's lifestyle? That's some so, bullshit. So it's different. Um, I mean, I, I I know it's different per se. I pay child support. Nigga, I ain't even finished. Are you still talking? Man, yo, have respect before I come over and slap the shoddy, all right? You just don't know what you're talking about. You sound stupid. Shut up. I'm going to slap the shoddy, man. Go ahead. Finish. Now you ruin everything, man. Go talk, bro. So it, it's different. And it might be different depending on the state. But in New York State, um, child support is based off 17% of the person's uh, gross annual income. So no matter what, you have to at least pay 17% of what you make annually. The thing is, when it comes to a lot of these celebrities, is that uh, with their older kids, like that's why I was asking how old is this kid? But if you, the kid's been around for a while and you said you've built this lifestyle that needs that type of money, they can sometimes get that just based off the lifestyle that is built. So, But this kid's eight months old. They haven't lived in a lifestyle long enough to warrant the continuation of that lifestyle, to warrant that money. $3,000 a month? And I'm assuming that they're in Georgia. That's not bad money. More. That's enough to take care of a kid. That's way more than you need to take care of any that's child. That's literally like 38, that's $38,000 a year. So that's fucking, that's more than no, what people but you don't even understand. Like, but so they could be like, oh, I want to put them in the best schools, blah, 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 based on, but $3,000 a month is way more, especially where you're living in Georgia, is way more than enough to take care of most adults. If if two if two adults had three thousand dollars coming in together at in Georgia, they could they'd be good. They'd be good. They'd be good. Definitely. It doesn't work like that in New York. Maybe not in LA, but in Georgia, you're good. I just think that's just ridiculous for someone to ask for that type of money, and fifty three thousand dollars. What the? I'm just trying to think. 
How do you feel that you deserve fifty three thousand dollars a month, man? What the? F- My daughter now she eleven. You know how much? You know how many sneakers she got that cost more than sixty dollars? Zero. You know why? She don't give a fuck about that. You know she she likes goddamn ponies and shit on her sneakers, yeah. and she wears flip flops all the time. I feel like spending, it's more. It's, I feel like it's for thousand dollars on a pair of sneakers just because I can. Fuck that. I, I feel like it's okay, more okay, for fa- the parents' lifestyle. So famous, you know. I know you rub elbows with all these other famous people and stuff like that. So you probably hear all these conversations all the time, man. What you think? Yeah, fifty three thousand dollars a month. Yo, that's six hundred and thirty six thousand dollars a year. That's a doctor's salary. That's crazy. Like, yeah, you might went to college and bro, got a doctorate. You got think a, that you deserve that because you had a baby? Yo, if if I'm future, I don't. Yes, future's a pimp, right? But if I'm future, right, I would look at you like the audacity of you to ask for something like that. Like, th- th- this shit is is getting out of hand. I'm, I'm. Sh- I've had this conversation with my wife where I said, like, yo, if we ever get a divorce, I don't care if I cheat on you, if I'm. Even if I abuse you, right? Like whatever it comes up. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, wow. no, just to be ex- as extreme as possible. There's no reason to put me on child support because I'm always gonna pay for my kid. Now I'm not. Future's a piece of shit. This nigga's a millionaire. Talk about I'll give you a thousand dollars a month. Nah, you, you, that's fucked up. You should child support shouldn't even be, should, child support shouldn't even come up. You should be like, yo, I got the kids. Like take custody of your fucking kids. It's not like you need to fucking watch them. You're gonna have goddamn maids and shit, right? But the fact that these girls are like, oh yeah, I need fifty three thousand dollars a month. To do what? For where you think you who you are? And, you know, I, I look, fuck that. Y'all getting out of hand. I think people love to throw that child support and they do it to be petty, not because this child needs this type of money. And that's I'm an advocate for child support. Nah. I'm an advocate. I'm, 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 I'm a lot of deadbeat fucking guys. I'm, not doing it's not, it's not just it's not just that. Hold on, hold on, real quick. Because again, I, I am on child support. It's not just the deadbeat stuff. As a man, it also protects you. It gives a finite definition of how much you 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 have to do, and you can do more. Like when I went to court, they was like, "Yo, this is it. Anything extra that you give is considered a gift." Like, and then there there be moments where people will be like, "Yo, I need this." That's what that's set aside for. Hey, if you think that you deserve more, then we gotta go back to court and you gotta that conversation. But like, it does help out with a lot of situations to say I don't have to deal with the arguing. If you have, if I have the money to do it, then just take it out and take it and go. And it, it stops a lot of the fighting. I agree with you, but you're talking after being put on child support. Because I, yeah, get I, I, I was never, I never did not take care of my daughter. But that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm sure that if while you take care of your daughter, if, if she would have came to you and said, "Listen, specifically talking about you, I need you to give," I'm just making this up, two hundred a week to to watch your daughter. I'm, I know for a fact you wouldn't afford that. All right, cool, two hundred a week. I'll it wasn't it. even that. It was, it was that like the whole idea was that she wanted more money, and I said no. Exactly my point. People, so you, yeah, you want they, more money. When, you want more get, when I went to chat, when we went to court, they was like, actually, he's supposed to be giving you less money. But, well, okay, yeah, that's good for you. But then you got a nigga like Future when you talk about exactly. you got to give thirty six thousand dollars a year. I think that's the issue. I, I there's nothing wrong with having a finite set amount of money that supposed to be given to take care of a child, but I don't think it should be based on how much money a person is making. It should be based on where this per- the kid is going to live. And what the cost of living is going to be to be able to take care of that child. Like, just because a woman has your baby doesn't mean that you have to take care of her, pay all her bills, buy all her clothes, buy all her yeah, food. But, tech, like, but you, can speak on, you can speak on that from the outside because you guys don't have kids. So let me just let me just I put have, this out. No, I know. Let me put this out for you. I have if two money, kids. If the, if the money that you're giving, <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if the money that you're giving 
even if you're saying, oh, it's going to the woman, you take care of where she got to live. Technically, your kid lives there. Technically. I don't, listen, listen, in a world where women have fought for equality, Mm -hmm. hold up, they ain't get a job. If you need to take it, if you need to pay your rent and stuff like that, go get a job. Hold on. Whenever y'all are saying that, your rent and take care of everything for you. Whenever y'all are saying that, y'all got to remember that y'all don't have your kids full time. Let you, so if you feel that way, right now, put it in your put it in your head. You working a full time job, right? You got to leave the house for forty hours a week. How are you taking your kid to school without having a set schedule? What are you doing for after school? How are I you paying? I don't feel a man should have to take care of a woman and a child too. Put yourself, too. Put yourself in that position. That's that's the thing. Take yourself out of it. You got to be fair. I understand that's that. That's not fair. How is that fair? The amount that this person is looking for is not fair, but the idea of helping out to pay that that is fair. But that's but that's not what we're arguing. The idea, yes, you guys just put on put on the, the amount. I, the amount is ridiculous that she's asking for. Absolutely. No, but you should be taking asking. care of two people. No, no, no. So here's here's the here's the thing. You're, right? you're not giving that much money. Seventeen percent of what you of your gross annual is not taking care of your, that woman. It's not. Well, seventeen percent of future's money is definitely sure. taking care. But wait, okay. So Israel, this is where you're looking. This is you're, you're missing the point. Okay, for you and the the mother of your child, right? You're paying seventeen percent of your paycheck to her to take care of take of your take care of your daughter. She has a job. She's paying for her. She's paying for her. She's paying to live, right? So all the money I'm assuming that she, that she gets in child support goes directly to your daughter, right? Supposed to. Supposed to. But assume let's assume just for good sake, it, it goes all to your daughter. The problem is that a lot of these things which that people are being put on child support, they don't they choose not to get a job. They choose not to do anything. And it's exactly. like and they're like, oh, I'm gonna get a thousand dollars every month anyway. And then now they're like, oh, I need more child support because I need to pay for more stuff. Because all of I, I here's what I here's wait, hold up, here's what I think. I think all the child support should go on a specific debit card that's specifically set for things you buy for the kids. But you can't mm-hmm. do that because I know you can't. Can. Hold on, listen listen why you can't do that. Because you're forgetting that you you gotta pay rent. If I if I'm giving if I'm giving you let's say I'm giving you seven hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. your rent is whatever it is. It's still supposed to cover my child's ability to live. You're in right. That you're right. How was rent being paid before we before we fucked? We were probably paying it together. I was. Okay. <laughs> that, so, so, that's the so, thing. Okay. So okay. If she if was living by herself. Okay. If this isn't your girlfriend, that's a different story. That's, I get okay. that. Okay. If y'all living together and then you out and leave. I agree. Yes, you need to give enough child support that she can live because that's your child. I agree with that. I agree with you on that as well. But if it's just, yo, I met you at a club, I smashed, you were living at home. Why the fuck do you think you're going to get 53K from me? And that's exactly what happened with the girl that was with Future. That was not his girlfriend. That was not somebody yeah, he was with. This is a he just fucked I'm, talking about, I'm talking about for men in general, though. Like if Because regardless of which, we do get it a bit easier when it comes to a lot of these breakers because we get to live our lives in a different way than the women that take care of our kids full time. Again, you have to picture it full time. There's four of us here right now. We have a full time job. If you have to walk without having a set schedule, even with a set schedule, imagine getting up early, taking your kid to school, having to find a way to get home in time to pick them up from school while having your full time job. You're nine to five. When are you going to do it? Bah, 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 and bah, then, know that. And then make, hold on. And then you got to make them dinner. You gotta, it's it's much more difficult than we give credit for, is what I'm saying. But how you know that the. the, 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 the a little bit more money. But how you know the 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 father isn't doing doing the same thing as as well? I, right? I'm there. I, I call. Him, I'm I'm there. I understand. I I my daughter's be eleven next week. I get it. I get it. All I'm saying is that we got we have to open our minds up a little bit more and go outside of this whole 
it, it feels like so much blame on on some of these women, and not everybody's no. gonna do it the right way. Okay, 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 okay. Fuck all that shit. If y'all remember what I said in the beginning of this episode, this nigga Israel annoys the fuck out of me because he's always gonna be the nigga that has to pay devil's advocate for some bullshit. Fuck you, Israel. We are done. Let's end this fucking topic. I'm sick and tired of this nigga Israel. Oh well, I'm on jail support. Boo, fucking who? Take your seventeen. I'm okay. With, I'm okay with. I'm okay with. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I'm about to pull up to your crib and fight you because you get on my nerves. You're you going to come all the way over here and get your ass beat. No, I'm not. You know how embarrassing that is to pull up to somebody else's house and get your ass beat? Fight you. going to beat your cheeks. Gus, Gus you going to fucking die in Brazil. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you know what Gus said? What he said? He said, he said, he said, Gus. I ain't saying it again. You're going to die in Brazil, pussy. Right, go over there and get your ass beat by, by Israel. Shut your ass up. You're going to die to AIDS, nigga. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> die, nigga? <laughs> let's, let's go spend this, bro. I'm done. I'm done. On that note, that is the end of the Talking Bullshit podcast. Uh, one thing that's great about this podcast, as you can see if you listen to the whole thing, is that we're not going to agree all the time. And that's what's great about this. We are all f- four strong-minded men. We're going to have conversations. We're going to have arguments. And that's what makes this so great. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this podcast. My name is Tech and Music Fan. You can find me on all social media at Tech and Music Fan. Guys, say peace out to the people. And then we're going to wrap this. This is Gus. You can find me at Gus underscore no underscore chill at Instagram. Oh, my. Oh, my. Fuck it. Just find me at Gus. It's no underscore chill underscore Gus. <laughs> See how you got a planet? Have your servers say say for you. Sure. Anyway, this is Israel Said it, aka Mr. West Pop. And you find me on OnlyFans.com slash real feet is. And Dusty Feet is. Wow. <laughs> this nigga going like while I'm talking, you fucking pussy. Did you say you need like five seconds? Shut up. With your boy famous. I'm ending on good night. Fucking hate y'all niggas. Over. He about to get his cheeks bust by his. Chill. <laughs> Tech and music fan. We got uh, Chill Gus. And then we got his feet on the mic right here as well. And then last but not least, we got the one and only famous Kadeem. We just talking bullshit. Hey. We just shit the breeze. Music benefit, Israel said it best. Kadeem says he's famous, that's when things go left. Never stress, cause we homies just kick back, chillin'. Talking about the world, we've been talking about us building. What a feeling. You got no chill, Gus, so don't act conservative. We know you rich. Pulling all the big booty chicks, I'm just fooling. Nah, real talk, this a movement. Kadeem in his NASCAR, speeding right past y'all. Tech shooting Grammy nights, is winning all the fights. Gus talking like he nice, we know that boy be wildin', right? Thank you when we bless, just the talking BS. <laughs> we beneficial, call the ref. We just talking bullshit.